Are your hormones out of balance? Ever wonder about the role your gut plays in all of this? Listen in as I unravel the fascinating connections between your gut and your hormones. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hey friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, wife, furry guardian, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of healthy until I finally learned there's more to getting healthy than eat less and move more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the diet overwhelm and frustration with the ever-changing health rules. We go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you with simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. If you are ready to learn to tailor your journey to your current health, implement simple solutions, and achieve undeniable results, then this is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy! Hey, hey there! The more we strive to understand the human body, it becomes more and more evident that the gut and the microbiome are the most important part of the body. It's also the most neglected part of your endocrine system. Hormones are produced in the gut. There's potentially hundreds of hormones produced in the gut as research discovers more and more daily. Let's cover what we know definitively. We're gonna go through each one grouplet by grouplet until we get to the ones that we're probably all waiting for the most. So let's dive in. The first is a classification of hormones that are called neurotransmitters. This is where the gut-brain connection comes from. Your neurotransmitter hormones are dopamine, serotonin, noradrenaline, and GABA. And they each do something unique in the body. Dopamine influences your sleep, focus, memory, and mood. Serotonin will influence mood, appetite, and emotions. Noradrenaline is your fight or flight response. And it actually helps the breakdown of fat. GABA regulates and influences the communication between your brain cells and the feeling of fear and anxiety. You can see how interconnected they are and why it's so important that we have a healthy gut so that these are produced correctly so we have a healthy brain and we have very um, consistent moods, especially but sleep and focus and all of that's all interconnected. So we wanna make sure our gut is producing these healthy hormones. Now, the second group we're gonna dive into, and just so you know, the first few groups, we're gonna go quickly. And then when we get into some of the sex hormones, we'll, we'll spend a little more time there. But so the second group of hormones are gonna be what's considered gastrointestinal hormones. And these we are gonna talk about a lot more in depth in a later date in a different episode because they really pertain to weight management. So the first one is ghrelin, which controls your hunger. It's basically called the I'm hungry hormone. And then we have leptin, which is its counterpart. It regulates your appetite or it's considered the I'm full hormone. It also regulates energy, leptin. Um, that's part of controlling your appetite but we'll, like I said we'll go into a little more depth on that because both of those are super important and we want to make sure that they are in balance. We also have something called a glucagon like peptide 1 
It's also known as a GPL-1. Now this might sound super familiar because some of the new weight loss and diabetic drugs are GPL-1 inhibitors. Um, things like omensprec and semiglutide. What it does is it stimulates the release of insulin and these drugs basically inhibit the, the release of the insulin. But we can get into that when we go into the episode on these specific um, hormones that are so important when it comes to weight management. And the last one in the gastrointestinal hormones is, again, is a peptide YY or PYY. Basically, it's released right after you eat to slow down the movement of food through your digestive tract. And when they all work together and they're all in a nice, healthy balance, you feel full after you eat. Your hunger triggers at the right time when you're actually hungry, and then your body releases the insulin. And then the peptide YY helps you get with that hunger feeling. So they're all interconnected. So the last we need to touch on before we dive into the meat of this episode is the HPA hormones. So let's explain what the HPA axis is. It's the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. While cortisol is actually produced in the adrenal glands, the gut will indirectly regulate it because of this HPA hormone. It's basically how those three parts of those three glands communicate back together. So the hormone pretty much helps you regulate that so you get the right amount of cortisol when you actually need it. Um, at least that's the hope. And now we're going to move on to how the gut affects sex hormones, especially now that more people are actually paying a lot more attention to their sex hormones and their endocrine glands and what's going on with that. Estrobolum is one of the most important groups of microbes in your gut microbiome because it metabolizes estrogen. That helps balance out the amount of estrogen circulating in the body. It also regulates how much estrogen is excreted from the body. While estrobolum is not a hormone, it regulates the three different types of estrogens that are inside of your body. So now when we're in gut dysbiosis or out of balance, the estrobolum will not function correctly or efficiently. This basically translates into estrogen regulation isn't right. So we either have too much estrogen in our body or too little estrogen. And remember, Every single human has estrogen to some level and should be in the right amounts for you. That's male or female. Everybody has estrogen in us, and we need to make sure we have the right amount flowing through our system. Now, gut health or your gut unhealthy or dysbiosis also contributes to an imbalance between estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Again, every human being, male or female, has estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. So we need to make sure that we have the right balance for us. The more we look at the gut, we realize that everything is interconnected. So for women specifically, with estrobolum being out of balance, this can look like increased androgen and lower estrogen, which is like someone with PCOS. We now know that PCOS is a form of insulin resistance, but 
it's also a problem of estrobolum being out of a balance or an estrogen problem. So they're linked together and we can't, I can't tell you which came first, the insulin resistance or the gut dysbiosis, but they're linked. So when we start looking at how to fix both, we can get it back into balance and our body working better again or properly again. Now, when we see higher levels of estrogen and inflammation, that's usually a result of an excess of a gut bacteria called beta-glucoronidase. And I know I'm not going to be able to say that, so we're just going to call it beta-G from here on out so that I don't have to keep butchering it. But beta-G's role in digestion, it pertains specifically to hormones and the detoxification of estrogens and excess thyroid hormones. So if levels of this beta-G enzyme get way too high or too high in general, you'll start to reabsorb those hormones and other toxins that all should be eliminated. So this is one of the main causes behind high estrogen. And we don't want to be reabsorbing things that we're trying to excrete. So it's really important that we get this gut balance for detoxification, as well as having your pathways for detoxification open as well. The gut dysbiosis and the imbalance between all of these hormones can be seen most dramatically in those that are postmenopausal. A lot of the side effects that you see in menopause are actually caused by a gut problem that is in turn causing the imbalance of hormones. We know that it's an imbalance of the hormones, but we rarely ever go to the gut to fix it. We want to make sure our gut microbiome is always balanced. It regulates everything. Yet we so often forget to pay attention to it unless we have some sort of digestive issues. And as you can see, the gut microbiome does way more than that. There's one last class of hormones I'm going to touch on, and it affects a lot of people, but we never look at the gut when we talk about it. Your thyroid hormones and your gut. Nobody ever talks about it. I don't see it anywhere, almost literally nowhere. But research shows people without a diverse set of gut bacteria tend to have a higher TSH, which... Too much TSH makes your thyroid produce more T3 and then produces more T4, which leads to hypothyroidism. So now the question is, did the bacteria cause the hypothyroidism or did the hypothyroid cause the bacteria? Does it really matter? Getting the gut bacteria rebalanced can show a huge improvement on your thyroid issue. There's tons of studies that show this. In fact, the research specifically shows those with hyperthyroidism have low levels of bifobacterium, low levels of lactobacillus, and high levels of intercococcus. Those are all forms of different bacteria. And getting those to balance right is key to living a fundamentally healthy life and feeling better. So the question is, how do I balance it all out? That is the biggest question everybody should be looking at when they come up with up against anything is how do I balance my gut out so that something's off, but it's out of balance. I need to fix it. What should I do? What can I do today? 
It's so easy to want to just take some kind of magic probiotic to figure it out. And it just doesn't work like that. When it comes to your overall health, there's no easy button. We need a balance of all the bacteria in the proper amount to support everything that's going on in your body. You may not think you have gut dysbiosis or a gut problem or a bacteria problem, but you have an autoimmune disease or your hormones are out of balance as you're entering menopause or you have horrible periods, you get acne every time your cycle comes, heavy periods, constipation, diarrhea around your cycles. Those are all signs of gut dysbiosis, but we're all told those are in hormonal imbalance. It's actually both. The gut dysbiosis and the hormonal imbalance are linked together directly. So if we can get our gut healthy, it will help the symptoms. Without gut health, we have no health. We have a tendency to throw medicine at symptoms, which then throws our gut further out of dysbiosis. So again, what can we do? And my, what I'm going to tell you is not new. It goes back to eating foods that are healthy for your gut. Fermented foods are probably one of the top things to do for your GI tract to help boost the balance. Your gut's really got all the bacterium inside of you. Like they don't really ever go away. They're just the populations increase and decrease. So we want to get that balance right. So we've got to start feeding the healthy ones and they'll take over. I know I've probably mentioned all about fermented foods, but we'll go over them really quickly again. We're talking about things like yogurt, kefir, kombucha, yogurt, sauerkraut, miso, pretty much any kind of vegetable can be fermented. And when you start mixing that in, you're getting the fiber in with the pre and probiotics and it helps your gut bacteria just rebalance pretty naturally without throwing a pill form of a probiotic. Because as I've discussed in the past, when you pick a single probiotic pill, and you start taking it over and over again, that can actually create a dysbiosis because you are not um, diversifying what you're throwing at your gut. It's really important to give your gut what it needs to thrive. What feeds the good bugs and start eliminating what feeds the bad bugs, light sugar, simple carbohydrates, processed foods. We wanna start getting your body to balance them out naturally. So when I talk about rotating in probiotics, I am talking about rotating in probiotic foods, rotating in probiotic pills, getting different strains, different pills with lots of different strains and rotating them through, rotating the different foods you eat on a day-to-day -day basis. If you eat the same thing day in and day out, that might be okay, but it's not giving your gut the diversity of food it needs. So start switching up and adding in a different vegetable each week and then switching it out to your traditional ones. Just start doing a little bit variety to give your body what it needs to start thriving. On that note, friends, I will see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening in today. I hope you got some nuggets to take on your health journey. Remember, this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. No medical advice is being given. By listening to this podcast, you agree to the full disclaimer, which is linked in the show notes. If you found this podcast helpful, could you take 30 seconds and leave a review? Your feedback means the world to me, and it helps others discover my show. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Until next time, have a blessed day.